Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainer and uh, Rico back with you guys. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys. We go to the phone line now where we're joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Zach, what's up, man? It's been a while. How's how's life treating you? Well... Like your like your guys' intro song lead into me. I got what they're waiting for. They ain't got nothing on me, so we're ready to roll. Zach, I okay. figure I, I, lo- I love that uh, I love that song. I was feeling a little tired today, but now I got the motivation. It's been a it's been a wild week. Um, yeah, Sunday was obviously insane, and then the everything since then has just been uh, one thing after another, like it always is. But um, it's an interesting time. Good time mm-hmm. to come on the beat, honestly, with every all the storylines and angles. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it keeps it it keeps it uh, kind fresh of interesting and, and fresh, I, I suppose. But we're, we're joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. When you look at tomorrow's game, I mean, there's this weird sense of confidence kind of circulating this Nebraska football program right now. Maybe it's because you have a fresh voice in the in the locker room. Maybe it's because you have. Uh, the the hype videos of Mickey Joseph, you know, standing at the door and and high fiving and, and dabbing guys up. Why is there a renewed energy and and, a, and kind of a, an awkward amount of confidence um, going into Nebraska's game against Oklahoma here? Yeah, I think my mindset, my thinking on it is pretty similar to what I think most people's are. Is you had this cloud of Scott Frost hanging over the program, just the cloud of everyone knows what's mm-hmm. what's. Uh, how important this season, the the pressure-packed situation of it is. If we don't win, nothing, our head coach is going to lose his job. So it, when the head coach knows that, and then you're trying to impress on your players the importance of this season, but like you have this weird balance of trying your best to keep them loose, but like, but that's impossible because everyone already knows that it's a make-or-break season. Well, now mm-hmm. you have that gone. You have you know who's going to be your head coach the next nine games, and um, there's just there's less pressure to to win from that angle. Um, obviously, there's a new pressure, the different kind of. If we win enough games, Mickey Joseph maybe he does wind up taking the getting the head coaching job or at least a, a fair shot at it, which I do think he has a legit shot at it. But on top of all that, you have a new, uh, completely different voice, um, different opinions and philosophies coming in. Um, it, it's like what Mickey Joseph said on the radio last night. It's a clean slate. He took away mm-hmm. the black shirts. He, he stopped music at practice. He changed up practice times. Um, just a bunch of uh, little things and big things that are changing. I think you have uh, just a new level of excitement um, with this quote-unquote clean slate that they have. We're joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska here on the Happy Hour. You mentioned that clean slate and a couple changes that he's made, uh, he being the, the interim head coach, Mickey Joseph. Obviously, uh, they they switched up their practice schedule a little bit. He, he mentioned in his press conference on Tuesday that they're going to give 
the guys Monday off and, and make them come in and kind of watch film and recap the game on Sundays now. Uh, I, I guess going into this game tomorrow, how many changes do we expect to see on the field, or do we expect a more, I mean, a bulk of them, because I think there's more coming down the road, um, do we expect the bulk of them going on the on the bye week and, and heading into Indiana in the, in the next coming weeks? Yeah, that's a great point, and something I've been thinking of too, is how many differences can we see in just one week of yeah. a new regime and do people in charge because like I wrote about, I think that that renewed energy and pressure sort of being relieved a little bit. And then you add on the atmosphere of Memorial stadium. I think, I think that makes a difference, especially early in the game. I like for this game, I don't think Oklahoma's going to come in and blow them out, but the renewed energy doesn't fit, fix poor angles to the ball and missed tackles and not wrapping up. I mean, you do, you do have the changes of, of tackling more in practice and um, different ro- uh, the changing in, in different roles on the defensive staff, but can that really take effect after just one week, or will we see more of those changes take place against Indiana and down the road? I think it's the latter, but um, like the missed tackling issues, they had 29 combined missed tackles in the first two games and eight last week, so I still think you're going to see more of that. Maybe – Certainly, you hope less. Maybe we'll see less, but um, no, I, I'm on board with you guys. If I don't, I think it would be more of a um, more of a long term change. Now, Zach, I, I I don't feel like I'm alone in thinking this, but although there is a renewed sense of energy going into this Oklahoma game, and and you know maybe some people are predicting a win, some people are predicting you know still a close game or whatever. Uh, I, I believe that if this change were to come and there was a bye week before the Oklahoma game, that maybe some of the changes would have uh, a, a more serious impact. But the the change in giving some of the defensive coaches more more or, or less responsibility and, and putting them more with uh, different positions, how much of a change or how much of a change do you think that that will help in maybe? maybe not the tackling, but less missing of assignments and, and gap control, as Mickey was talking about on his radio show. Yeah, well, I think that answer that's pretty simple is, like what, what Mickey said, you only have uh, you only have two eyes, so adding more more eyes gives more attention to detail and practice leading up and in game situations. And you have Eric Schnander back there with the, um, with the safeties, and I believe he said the safeties at Nichols last night. Um, on his radio show, it's just it, it's more of a uh, more hands on deck approach to a, a group that needs it because, like we've said, or like I've said, coming into the season, this this secondary group might be the most talented that Travis Fisher's had from top to bottom. But I kept saying all along that maybe that doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to coalesce like perfectly or smoothly, and that there would be some bumps in the road. But um, if, if you have another set of eyes back there um, to sort of take take some duties and uh, able to sort of delegate that among, amongst more people. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty simple. And Zach, how how impressive does it, I, I don't want to get into the who, who do you believe would be the next head coach. I, I just want to, how impressive do you think and how much of a, of, a, of a flag does it put up that Mickey Joseph was able to kind of get reaffirm reaffirming commitments from the Nebraska football commits already in this in this class. 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, really, if I'm being honest. I know Greg Greg Smith, our uh, senior recruiting analyst, and myself, we talked to some prominent players on the team and um, on the current team. And it's like, yeah, we have Mickey Joseph. Like, the vibes are good. We like we're gonna be we're gonna be all right. I think there's always been this belief with him on this staff. There's always been a belief in him from a lot of the guys, and that trickles down to recruiting. Where uh, um, you have guys, uh, Will Watson, every offensive lineman uh, commit, and um, on the defensive side, the, the linebackers that they all sort of reaffirm publicly their commitments, and um, it does show you that Mickey is respected. He's he's been respected since he was hired here and there hasn't really been much to show that he shouldn't be. Um, he's an awesome recruiter. He's, he puts in the effort as you saw last night by going to Malachi Coleman's game with him and Brian Applewhite. There's, there's just a different, there's a, a completely different and juiced up um, feeling and vibe on the recruiting side of things. And it's been that way since these new coaches, like those two guys when, when they came in here. So when I when I started when I was covering recruiting full time for uh, in Nebraska when I started in the summer it was it felt like positive story after positive story but that is the that is the vibe that is the um, that is the story is that the recruiting efforts are uh, are have been impacted in a positive way with those guys so it, again it didn't surprise me that um, that Mickey got that um, sort of reaffirmation. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. couple more before we let you go, Zach. We're, we're speaking to Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska here. When we look at tomorrow's game, how do you kind of see it unfolding? Because, you, I mean, Nebraska's offense necessarily hasn't been the problem. Oklahoma's defense is better than in years past. Obviously, they have a defensive-minded head coach in Brent Venables, and then Ted Roof is their uh, defensive coordinator who was an analyst under Venables at Clemson. How do you kind of see tomorrow unfolding? And then, and then give us your prediction if you want to. Yeah, I mean, like I touched on earlier, I think that um, this renewed energy is it, it, it does mean something. It, it it is a thing, and I don't see Nebraska Nebraska getting run off the field. I don't see a blowout happening. I think they're able to. Um, like you said, with that offense, the, what they showed me last week and, and, and in the Northwestern game for the first uh, two and a half quarters, I think this offense can put up points, but will it be able to put up enough points against this Jeff Levy, Dylan Gabriel-led offense and with that the receiving core they have and the um, running back gray that they have? I, I don't know if they're able to 
put up 42 points again like they did last week on a Georgia Southern off or defense. But I do think they can they can keep up with Oklahoma for a bit. But I do have Oklahoma pulling away. Um, the uh, with, with their with their offense that they have, I just think they'll be up. I think that Nebraska is going to need to win a shootout, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they have the guns for it. And I have Oklahoma 38, Nebraska 28. And I know I, I try my best to keep the my score predictions um, pretty close to what the the spread is and the mm-hmm. over under and um, the over under or the the line is Oklahoma minus eleven right now um, from BetMGM and the the point total is sixty five. So gotcha. I've got Nebraska covering by the point and then um, the over hitting by just one point. Gotcha. Hypothetically speaking. Um, if Nebraska's able to pull out a close one, right? <laughs> right? Because you look back at the Frost tenure, and obviously it's it's old news and it's in the past and we need to bury it. But you look back at the Frost tenure, and there's been a lot of one-score losses and not very many wins, if any, against top 25 opponents. If Mickey Joseph can somehow, hypothetically speaking, pull out a close win against Oklahoma, what's this place going to be like on Monday morning or Saturday night for that matter? Oh, if that happens, Mickey Joseph is immediately hailed as king of Nebraska. <laughs> That's the number one thing. Um, actually, real question for you guys real quick, because I was looking at the numbers because mm-hmm. I predicted um, a double-digit win by Oklahoma. Do you guys remember the last time that Nebraska lost a game by double digits? Ooh, no. It wasn't. Oh, it, well, it wouldn't have been Ohio State because they. It would have been like twenty twenty season, right? Would it be in Ohio State in that first game of the twenty twenty season? So they they did lose that game by double digits. Uh, it's fifty two to seventeen. But the last time that Nebraska lost a game by double digits was November twenty first, twenty twenty, when they lost forty one twenty three against Illinois. Those, wow. Those were the two double digit losses they had that season, and they haven't had one since that Illinois loss. So. Like you said, it's been it, it's been the mark of the it was the mark of the Scott Frost era to lose these super tight super close games where they're snatching defeat to a wired jaw shut a victory. But um, if if Nebraska is able to actually pull one of those, like you said, like it's a, it would be a massive upset. So if they're able to flip and actually win one of those, I think that just I don't know if I don't know if we want to get dramatic and say it's a new dawn of. Nebraska football, yeah. <laughs> Joseph era officially begins, but it, it would be a huge, huge boom for the rest of this. This and just will give a completely 180 degree shift, new, uh, new tent around this entire season. That that would be insane. Uh, non non Nebraska related question here. Did you see the reports that says Texas spent 280 grand the in 48 hours the weekend that Arch Manning was was on campus visiting? No, I saw on Twitter. I saw the uh, I saw the tweet and the story, and I didn't have a chance to to read it. But uh, <laughs> I guess it doesn't surprise me. It's Arch Manning. Yeah, um, I don't know what your guys' feelings on Here's, his actual quarterback prospect. But yeah, the money to try to get the big dog. Here's what they well, here's what they gave him in, in that forty eight hours. Airfare and cars were paid for, obviously, because it was an, it was an official visit. Mm-hmm. Um, they they put him up in a five star hotel. His parents got an open bar the entire weekend. Custom cakes were made for Arch Manning. 
a all inclusive, all exclusive top golf top golf uh, excursion, an ice sculpture of of Arch Manning in his room, and <laughs> and a lake cruise. What? <laughs> there was an the ice sculpture. Where you, where you lose me because everything else is like yeah, it's over the top, but uh, <laughs> the ice sculpture is little. I mean, was it surprised that he committed there? I think that's a little too much. Was it an ice sculpture of himself, or was it an ice sculpture of of like a Longhorn logo? I, I think it was of himself. It was an ice sculpture of Arch Manning. That'd be weird. How would you feel? How would you feel if you walked into a hotel room, Zach, and there was just an ice sculpture of you next to all this Longhorn gear? Okay, well, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I would love that. I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe I am a bigger deal than that. Maybe I am exactly as big of a deal as I, uh, I am important. like to think. <laughs> that's, that's wild. Like, all right, Zach. Hey, man, appreciate the time as always. Um, good stuff. Ha- have a good time tomorrow at the game. Uh, enjoy Nebraska, Oklahoma. We'll, we'll talk to you next Friday. All right, appreciate you guys. That is Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate him. Uh, his prediction the defense is the issue. Offense, um, he does just he, he thinks they'll be able to put up points, just not enough not because enough. this defense for Nebraska uh, was it just struggles a little bit too much. So, Mister Unlimited says, did they did this guy watch the first three games? Our defense is the issue. Our offense will be fine. That's what Zach was saying. That's I what mean, he like said. here's the thing: if, like, if, if Nebraska you... puts up twenty eight or thirty five points, a lot of times that should be that should be enough to win a football game. I mean, putting up twenty eight points is impressive, but I mean, you get stopped. The problem, twice. You get stopped twice. That's the thing. The problem is Oklahoma has a decent defense, a pretty good defense. The one position group that they're worried about is their offensive line. Mm-hmm. So, All right, let's take our final timeout. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that Arch Manning official visit uh, weekend where he was given an ice sculpture. We'll talk about that with uh, Strick and Nate coming up next in the crossover as we wrap up the show. Happy hour on a Friday on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.